Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 294. Fire. 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 Today's most inspiring entrepreneurs delivered straight to you seven days a week. This is Entrepreneur on Fire. Here is your host who is always prepared to ignite, John Lee Dumas. Entrepreneur on Fire. Fire. Aloha, Fire Nation. Who doesn't want affordable legal protection? With LegalZoom, you've got it. Just ask one of the dozens of companies on the Inc. 500 list. Go to LegalZoom.com, find the service that's right for you, and enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. A little insight into the best shopping experience of my life, Fire Nation. Over the phone with my personal shopper, Alana, from an outfitting service for men, Trunk Club. I just tell her what I like and she sends it on over. Sound good? Go to trunkclub.com slash fire today. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Jason Levesque. Jason, are you prepared to ignite? Prepared to. I'm igniting right now. <laughs> yes. Jason is a U.S. Army veteran and entrepreneur, founded Argo Marketing Group in 2003, and has become a widely respected main business owner. In five short years, Jason grew Argo Marketing Group into a nationally recognized marketing logistics firm. I've given Fire Nation just a little overview, Jason, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. Tell us why Maine is the way life should be. And then tell us an overview of your business. Uh, Well, that's a lot right there. I mean, Maine is vacation land. It is everything one could ever want to aspire to, in my opinion. Yes. Uh, We've got four great seasons. We've got wonderful people, which really makes the state. We've got great geography. Um, And frankly, we have a, a really, this is a long history of entrepreneurship in Maine. Uh, there's, this is a story about Maine is a story about people who had nothing and built something. You know, that can't be, you can't help but have that be inspiring. It's inspiring on so many levels, Jason. And now share with us a little personal stuff about you, where you're from. I know it's Maine, but specifically in family life, et cetera. Absolutely. Actually, I was born in Baltimore in the, in the heart of downtown Baltimore, moved to Maine when I was seven. Oof. I guess mom didn't want me growing up on the streets. <laughs> Probably a good idea, but I did learn a lot of valuable lessons in that time, though, and it's all about the hustle. Um, and you did have to hustle then, and you, frankly, you got to hustle when you're in business. Uh, moved to Maine, grew up here, went to school here, uh, went away to college at West Virginia Wesleyan. I soon got bored with that, and uh, I joined the U.S. Army, infantry. I spent eight years in the Army and uh, ended up last three years as a drill sergeant, so that was fabulous. I actually got to uh, train a bunch of brand new privates in the military over at Fort Leonard Wood, and I took great pride in that. Came back to Maine, married my wife, Tracy, had three, have three great kids, uh, Ethan, Sarah, and Allie. Uh, they're still young, and they're having a great time this summer, actually. The weather's beautiful. Uh, and then in the meantime, I found, a, found time to start Argo Marketing back in 2003, and that's kind of where I am today. Well, Jason, I love the parallels that our stories run. I, myself, born and raised in Maine, 
joined the army. I was in for eight years. The only small difference is that I was in armor. You were in infantry. And of course, I got out as a captain. You got out as a drill sergeant. And for anybody that knows the army, that means you were way higher ranked than I was in the real world. <laughs> so really a lot of parallels were going on here. And I'm excited to dive way more into everything that you have going on in Argo and just in life in general. But before we do, let's start off with that success quote. Let's get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. Okay. I'm going to paraphrase this a little bit. Mark Twain said, if you have a good golf game, either your family or your business is suffering. You got to read into that one. I always have. This is my quote that I've, I've, I've said a thousand times over the years. I don't play golf. I've never picked up a club ever. And it's really about focus. You know, I'm focusing on the two things that are important in my life right now. That's my family and my business. And that's where I get my joy from. Um, so I don't distract myself with golf or frankly, much of anything else except those two things. And I've found in my life that I can get great enjoyment and success and fulfillment from either my family or my business life. And thankfully, at times, putting them together and enjoying them both simultaneously. I mean, Jason, we only have so much bandwidth. And the more that we focus on just one or two specialties, the better that we're going to be. And I love that word focus. For me, it means follow one course until success. I was always a little skeptical of those people that said, John, don't you know how many deals are done on the golf course? And I was like, hmm, I feel like I can make more deals really focusing on the business and not the golf game itself. I mean, I get it in some ways. Yeah, it's about networking. It's about relationships. And that all needs to play a part of it. But I really agree with that paraphrase Mark Twain quote. And Jason, how have you actually specifically applied it to your life? You focus on your family. You focus on your job. Give us a specific story. The reason Argo exists is because of my family. I wanted to build a legacy. I wanted to build something that my family and their family in future years could look back upon um, with pride and, and use that as a motivation for their own success in the future. But we are a very family-focused company at Argo. So at any given time, you can walk in here and see a dog uh, or a kid and or a wife or lunch being made in the break room by a spouse of one of our employees. So it's really about that, that inner working family and that external family. Now, my children grew up in this business. They, my son will go to the dry erase boards around the, around the offices and draw pictures of money. And the first time he did that, I'm like, Ethan, <laughs> what are you doing? He goes, I'm making money, dad. Yeah, and that, that right there showed me that everything I've been doing and how I've been living my life and trying to instill some values on my, my children was working. Yeah, Ethan is a great free-spirited boy of seven years old, but he's out there making money, you know, on the dry erase board. That tells me that he knows what's up. Love that. And we're going to dive even more into exactly how Argo makes money, the experiences behind that. But before we do, Jason, let's talk a little bit about a past failure that you've had because you're our spotlighted guest today. We want to hear your journey. We want to hear specific stories. So take us back to a time when you failed or when you faced a massive challenge or obstacle that you had to dig deep to overcome. How'd you overcome that? My life's journey has been peppered with failures. Um, on, on a personal level, you know, looking back, I wish I would have finished and got my degree. I still don't have my degree. And I joined the army and said, and that was my post-secondary education after a couple years in college. That is, that's one thing, a regret, if you would. And my dad, being a Greek immigrant, said to me, hey, Jason, it's okay. If you get a college degree, you're going to work for someone who doesn't. So <laughs> that's another one of my success quotes. 
Uh, that was a, that was a personal failure. I think a professional failure was really in that early stages of Argo. Uh, we're talking about two, three years in, where we started to have a, a good deal of success and more clients coming on board. And I thought it was just natural. I let my guard down. I stopped communicating effectively with my clients. And my clients let me know that they were unsatisfied. And I didn't take it to heart. And I lost one. And it was a fairly substantial client, uh, a huge chunk of her operating revenue. And I had to sit back and go, wow, I can't do it all myself. I can't micromanage everybody. I can't be that point person with my clients. I need to start breeding and bringing on the right people to help facilitate our growth. Jason, that's such a great lesson to learn because, you know, as entrepreneurs, when we start off, it's our baby. We're just so particular about how everything functions. We want to do it all. And, you know, we bring on assistants or we bring on secretaries, we bring on the virtual assistants, and then we find ourselves spending more time managing them and then managing what they're doing and then doing it over again anyways. And it never just works out the way that we want it to the first time around. But then we learn from that and we take those lessons. So if you could just boil down one clear lesson that you learned from that failure, from that major obstacle that you overcame, what would that be? Spend the majority of your time finding the right people to surround yourselves with, making sure there's no negativity around you, making sure that they share a passion and a drive, and they want to build something that's bigger than any one individual. Powerful, powerful words, Jason. It's so true because when you're building something that you truly care about, that you're passionate about, you need to bring on people that have that same mentality. And we hear over and over again here at Entrepreneur on Fire, hire slow, fire fast. And so many people will say, John, the one thing that I did wrong is we didn't let go that one bad apple or we didn't let that person go that we knew we should have when we knew we should have and we let it hang around too long and it festered and it just made everything worse. So that's just really wise counsel. Hire slow, fire fast, grow organically from within. So Jason, let's move forward now. And again, this is your journey. We want to hear stories like take us there, be a storyteller. Your kids love stories. We love stories too. What was that aha moment that you had when that light bulb went off and you just said, wow, this is clicking with me. This is something that resonates with me, with what I do. And what steps did you take to turn that moment into success? Yeah, I mean, it was really clear. I mean, that aha moment, it was, it's clear looking back at it. Um, and it was kind of a, really an eight-hour process throughout an entire day, which made me realize that this was the moment. And it really was when we were in massive growth. happened about, oh, two years ago. Um, we are signing on new clients, and we're spending a lot of time uh, in my office in business development. And I always go by the rule of 60-40. 60% of your time should be spent on business development, 40% on managing your existing business, uh, especially at my level with my new business team. We're pounding the calls, hitting the trade shows, doing everything, building relationships, sending fruit baskets, sending boxes of whoopie pies, actually. Yeah, so, it's Maine after all. It's Maine whoopie pies. It's great. They love it. <laughs> um, so we're going, and all of a sudden, I'm like, Aaron, how many calls did you make today? She's a director of business development for Argo, works hand in hand with me. And she goes, none. I go, well, what's going on? She goes, but I signed four clients. And I'm like, how? She goes, they're calling us. And I go, are you serious? They're calling you. And that was it. When we started taking more calls than we were making for people, clients around the world saying, we want you. Your reputation is stellar. You produce great work for a, at a very cost-effective rate. And we like working with you. Our, our vendors like working with you. That's when we knew that that was, okay, we've turned the corner. 
Now it's time to change our development, to change our focus and start growing and riding that wave and making sure we treat these people like gold. So we've re-energized ourselves and refocused on a referral network who is our best source of business development. And we've been doing that nonstop for two years now and we've grown 500% in the past 24 months. So we know it's working. So Jason, what was that tipping point that you got to where you were no longer reliant solely on outbound calls, but you were getting a great share of inbound referral-based calls? What was that point that made that tip go over? Quality service. I mean, this is all everybody will say this, but you have to put into practice. It's providing a quality service at an economical rate. And in our business, we're a customer engagement center. We're going head to head with offshore entities that don't have to worry about healthcare that don't have to worry about paying individuals a good livable wage, we do. Uh, so we really had to get smart in our thinking. And when we saw folks leaving um, offshore uh, entities or companies and coming onshore back to the United States and back to Maine, um, and they kept telling us that we want what you have, that old school, hands-on domestic approach coupled with modern state-of-the-art technology, that's what, that's what cinched the deal for them. And we just grinded it out. We worked on our people. We worked on our processes. We made ourselves stand out. We aren't just another company or another marketing firm or another call center. We're more. We set the standard and set the benchmark. So, Jason, you're saying so many great things on so many different levels, but boil it down for us and you just one clear lesson from this aha moment, those eight hours that you made this realization. What is that? Work hard and leave nothing to chance. Leave nothing to chance. I love that. And I'm going to go in kind of a different direction now just for a second because sometimes when I see very unique names, I get fascinated. And Entrepreneur on Fire, we have a great story behind our name. So I love the story. So what's the story behind Argo? A great story. And no, Ben Affleck did not play me in the movie. (laughs) Right. Little side note, my cell phone and Facebook and everything went on fire um, because Argo sponsored Sunday Night Football before everybody knew what Argo was at the movies. So everybody thought Argo Marketing Group sponsored Sunday Night Football. Um, Yeah, that wasn't the case. What a jackpot. (laughs) They're like, we're paying you way too much. I'm like, no, no, hold on. But um, so I'm, I'm half French and half Greek. So I was raised on a combination of the three little pigs and Greek mythology. Uh. One of my favorite stories in Greek mythology is my namesake, Jason and the Argonauts. Well, the name Argo is really taken from the name of the ship that the Argonauts traveled on. And by definition, it's a ship designed to carry people on fantastic voyages in search for treasures, wealth, and fame. And so how perfect for Argo marketing to be a vessel for my clients and my employees to go on a journey for fame and wealth and success. So we're all Argonauts at Argo Marketing Group, and we're all on a great journey, and we're doing it together. So that, that, that ship and sailing analogies really play a lot into everything we're doing, you know, from joining the crew at Argo to, you know, handling our ropes well. And everything that we do kind of has that, that seeded the foundation um, in Greek mythology. Fascinating. And I can tell, Fire Nation, I never have these little chats with my guests before the interview. We never talked about the story behind Argo. And in fact, on some shows, I've asked people about their names. I thought they were really great and clever, and they had horrible stories. (laughs) But I kept it in there because it's natural and it's funny, and let's go with it. Let's keep it real. But this was a home run. I love that. I grew up loving Greek mythology as well. Fascinating name, Jason. Way to go. Have you had an I've made it moment? No. 
waiting for that. I'll let you know. <laughs> I don't know. People have asked me that before, and frankly, I, I still don't think I've made it. And probably the day I think I made it is really the day I did it. And that's, and that's when I'd lose focus, and I'd take my eye off the ball, and I can never let that happen. See, and this is exactly why I love answering this question, because every single guest that I have answers it differently. Some people think, is there a right answer for this? And of course, there's, there's no right answer for this. I mean, some people say, John, I haven't I've made a moment every single day that I wake up. And other people say, John, I will never have an I've made a moment because that will denote the end of my journey. And my journey, I don't want it to ever end. And some people are somewhere in the middle. For me, I love talking about milestones and accomplishments in the journey itself. So Jason, talk to us about your philosophy about the entrepreneurial journey. First of all, my, my bit of recommendation on that and that journey, I learned uh, a long time ago, my uncle, uh, Uncle Matt gave me a book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's pretty popular now. It wasn't so much 18 years ago. Um, and in that book, uh, I gleaned a little bit of advice. One of it was don't surround yourself with negative people. Throughout your journey, there are going to be naysayers. There are going to be people saying, well, why do you want to hire five more people? Or why do you want to go into a bigger building? Isn't that going to cost you more money? Or you know, why do you want to fly you know, every other day for the you know, last year? Why don't you just stop? Those people, you have to take them with a grain of salt. And frankly, if they become too negative, and there are people out there that are, for whatever reason, push them aside. You hate to say it, but you have to. You have to surround yourselves with or yourself with people that are enthusiastic and that can, if not share your vision, encourage your vision. Great insights, Jason. I agree with everything along those lines. Jim Rohn loves to say that we are the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. So listeners, think about that. Who are you spending the most time with? If you have one or two people that you're spending a lot of time with that is just Nancy Negative or Debbie Downer, that's really bringing your average down. But if you take that person out and add in somebody really high end, that's excited, that's motivated, that's passionate about life and living, your average just went way up. It's like replacing a one with a 10. I mean, that's just going to increase your average tenfold. I mean, it's really exciting what you can do and you have control over that. So Jason, we want to move into present times with Argo Marketing. You guys have a lot of exciting things going on. You have your systems in place. Calls are coming in. What is one or two things that are just really exciting you right now? Uh, yeah, that's one thing. And very much so. It's basically redefining, redefining how you communicate with customers. Uh, we are no longer a call center. We're a customer engagement center. And I think that's a critical uh, definitional point because we, can, we engage with customers through social media, chat, email, text message, obviously phone calls, which is the more visible part of the organization. But we want to find out what's going to go on. How do, we, how do companies engage their clients or their customers, excuse me, a year, three years, five years down the road. We want to set that trend and everything we're seeing and everything we're experiencing and everything, frankly, we're building for is that it's going to be a completely socially driven communication uh, environment in the future where if you're, a, if you're a marketer and you have a product, you don't just want to wait for that customer to call you up on the phone and give you the good, the bad, the ugly. You want to search social media. You want to have intelligent systems in place to apply a sentiment index to what your customers are just saying randomly about your product or about your service. And then you want to be able to engage that customer or that potential customer and bring them into the fold. So engagement is the key. How does that 
definition look like or what does that definition look like three years down the road? I'm not sure, but we know it's moving there. And it's exciting times for us to be building an infrastructure. And we just actually hired a 300th employee uh, Monday. And to know and to think about what that employee is going to be doing three years down the road at Argo. That is exciting stuff. And I always talk to Fire Nation about that perfect customer, that client. Create your avatar. Who are you trying to speak with? Who are you trying to resonate with? Create this person. Give them attributes. And so you always know that your ship, that Argonaut ship, is pointed in the right direction. That person will keep you going in the direction that you want to be that's following your vision and your goals. So Jason, if you woke up tomorrow morning and there was an email from your perfect client in your inbox, what would that email say? Who would that client be? Well, my client would be, um, be an individual or a company that had great faith and understanding in what Argo's done in the past and help and, and trust in our opinion and our experience and leverage that in order to basically build a world-class brand with world-class service on the back end and great engagement, you know, post-acquisition. You know, that individual would obviously pay their bills every week. That's kind of, uh, we don't we don't want to spend all of our time chasing down invoices, uh, but really give us that faith and provide that support to allow us to spread our wings and really do what we know how to do best. Fire Nation, you can just see how quickly Jason brings to mind who that perfect client is, who that perfect customer is, because he's done this. He's created the systems. He knows what he's looking for. And because he knows, he puts it out there in the universe and people are drawn to that. They know what Argo stands for because of that. So let's take a minute now to thank our sponsors. Fire Nation. I may sit inside of my mic all day long recording endless Entrepreneur on Fire episodes, but that doesn't mean I don't like to go out and have a good time on the weekends and look good while doing it. But when am I supposed to go shopping? Lucky for me, I found out about this incredible outfitting service for men called Trunk Club, where they'll match you up with a personal shopper who will do it all for you. I had a one-on-one consultation with Alana the other day. She asked about my style, my size, and the colors I like to wear. Soon enough, I had a trunk filled with clothes waiting at my doorstep. It was so easy. I want to thank Trunk Club for making my life easier. Now I don't have to worry about shopping and I still get to look good. Go to trunkclub.com slash fire to learn more. That's www.trunkclub.com slash fire. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get ready to be protected. Legally protected, that is. Wait, you didn't think I meant... No, never mind. Are you ready to get protected, Fire Nation? Then let LegalZoom help you do just that. Not only do they offer award-winning services at an affordable price, they'll help you every step of the way. No need to be scared. They've got you covered. LegalZoom services have been developed by the best legal minds in the country, and every business they engage with gets personalized attention. I do want to add a quick disclaimer. LegalZoom is not a law firm and provides self-help services at your specific direction, but there's so much more. Now, every LLC and incorporation package includes easy-to-use business accounting software, a $269 value for free. Be sure to enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. So let's get protected, legally protected. Protect what's yours today. Visit LegalZoom.com. So Jason, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round, and this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Oh, well, you know, set the bar high, sure. (laughs) 
<laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Fear. I was fearful. I was scared. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't have that role model. I didn't have that mentor. I didn't know what an entrepreneur should do, how they should act, uh, what they should expect, um, what failure, real failure it felt like. Uh, it held me back. It prevented me from going. But once I overcame that fear, uh, then it was okay. I felt comfortable in it. And frankly, I always have a little fear. A little fear is good for you. It's a, it's a good positive motivator. You know, I'm afraid of being poor. I have complete, and I've been poor before. I lived off, you know, a chili cheese dog bag of chips and a Diet Coke for a dollar for a couple months. I had my, I had my oil tank run dry, electricity turned off. Back in the early stages, it was difficult. But you overcome that. You don't forget those lessons. That is one thing that Fire Nation does need to realize is that we're born with this innate survival instinct. We're born to fear death, to fear failure, because that could lead to death. And that's just a natural instinct that drives us to perform, sometimes to perform at our best. So Jason, what's the best advice you've ever received? Trust your gut. Um, a, a mentor of mine in the industry, uh, Jeff Glickman, I'm giving him, give him an old shout out. He's one of the pioneers in direct response. Yeah. He goes, Jason, your instincts are good. It allowed you to survive through the military, college, and some, some tough patches. He goes, don't forget that. Your instincts are, are strong. Follow them. And I have to this day. Most of my decisions are made on instinct and gut. And uh, nine times out of ten, they're right. Great insights. Jason, what's one specific action listeners can take in the next 24 hours to bring them one step closer to their dreams? Find a mentor. Even if you have a mentor now, find a new one. Uh, look online. Look for people in your area, uh, either geographically or in your industry that you probably don't know. Call them up. Email them. I prefer a phone call. And invite them out to lunch. Ask them to have some lunch with you. Talk with you for an hour. You'd be surprised at how much information people will give up, encouragement and positivity. And to your point, John, earlier, you are the average of the five people that you surround yourself with. So why not try to step it up a little bit? Why not make a new introduction, even if it's a different industry? Just that shared experience is critical. Also, find people that have been there and done that and surround yourselves with them because you're going to need support. You're going to need someone who understands what it's like to hire 10 people and fire five. You're going to need to have to, to rely on those folks because, frankly, entrepreneurship is rare. Yeah. It's a rare breed. And if you can get yourself in with a network like uh, entrepreneurs organizations um, around the country, around the world, you're going, to be better, you're going to be better served. Jason, do you have an Internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? QuickBooks. It's not Internet-based. But God, I love looking at money. And you have <laughs> every single moment you're looking at the books and you're looking at profitability. But as an online resource, what our company has started using actually um, has been Solve 360. Uh, as we've expanded, we have multiple departments, multiple people all trying to get the same information, and then you need to work collaboratively. So Solve 360 is an online project management database. Um, it's great. I couldn't even begin to tell you the, the features and functionality. I'm sure there's others. But get yourself in the cloud, start using those shared type environments, which you can track and organize different departments within your company. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything else that we've mentioned in today's episode by going to entrepreneuronfire.com slash Jason Levesque. Jason, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? The Ronald Reagan Diaries. I hear the pause in your voice, John. <laughs> I'm a big fan of reading 
and devouring books uh, that are a little bit different than what I'm doing every day. It's kind of a release. It's something I can do and I can relax and kind of unwind with. And I always get a bit of clarity. I just read uh, basically the journal of Ronald Reagan, all eight years of his presidency. Politics aside, his insights on people and his balance between personal and, and business, in this case, running the country or the free world, were amazing. And I found him quite inspiring. And, you know, he just had a grasp on reading people, understanding and communicating with people with varying differences from political ideology to, you know, cultural differences, uh, leaders of, of countries around the world. And I found that he could bridge that uh, just refreshing. And I think there's a lot of lessons for people to, to uh, pick up from that. Powerful. Yeah, my pause was that I was like, wait, I thought Jason was from Maine. Oh, no, he was in the Army. Okay, it all makes sense now. <laughs> in Fire Nation, you can get the audio version of this book for free by going to eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. So, Jason, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So, take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world. Identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Well, considering I started Argo with a laptop and $400, I could do that again. Yeah. So I'd be a little ahead of the game. Well, and your food and shelter is taken care of. So instant food or shelter is not needed. I would engage people in conversation and use that conversation to springboard that as a, a medium for marketing, for demographic analysis. What product? I don't know. For service? Not sure. That would all come by talking to people. It's all about socialization. That comes. I mean, you have, I can eat, I'm fine. Everything's taken care of. I have $500. The money's really not that important. Though, right. Because you don't need money to make money. You need a vocabulary. The only way you get a good vocabulary is by really going out there and practicing. So talking to individuals is, I think, that that will open the door. And if I had to do it all over again in that environment with this situation or scenario, I would talk and listen to as many people as I possibly can and then take copious amounts of notes. Jason, I have truly enjoyed talking with a fellow Mainer, a fellow serviceman, and I really found your story inspiring. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Share how we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Uh, you can find me in Lewiston, Maine, or Portland, Maine, or Pittsfield, Maine. But you can also go online to uh, argomarketinggroup.com. You'll see uh, under the contact us, you'll see my bio, you'll see my phone number, uh, my email address. Literally reach out to me. If anybody out there has any questions or has an idea they want to bounce off, I have no problem helping people. And I'd love to. I help my employees. And you know, our, uh, our logo at Argo is, you know, your, your success is our greatest accomplishment. And that's both externally facing and internally facing in regards to our clients, our employees, our clients, customers, and just anyone out there that wants a helping hand, we're there to help. Well, Jason, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to argomarketinggroup.com, to every resource that we've talked about, eofire.com. Click on the podcast tab. Jason will be hanging out right there in the archives. Jason, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you. We'll catch you on the flip side. 
Fire Nation. Are you an aspiring or new entrepreneur who's looking for a community of like-minded individuals who can offer support, tools, resources, and advice as you start your entrepreneurial journey? Visit FireNationElite.com to find out more about our elite mastermind group. Fill out an application, schedule a one-on-one 15-minute chat with me, and start your journey today. Okay, let's give it up for our five-star reviews. Andre Zuleta, Zach Suhar, SB Anthony, JK Green, Semper Van, Denver Listener, Ergo Podcast, CW Badger 12, and Mana Twang. Thank you so much for supporting Entrepreneur on Fire, and I look forward to thanking everybody who does the same. Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.